Welcome to a new episode of No Ride Around. Man, oh, well, and now we're actually, I kind of feel like we're pimping right now because of how the morning started just between the two of us. Yeah. Um, I pulled the trigger, dude. You did. And it was, I don't know who was more excited, uh, me or you. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what's happened for the last 72 hours because I've been living in this blissful state of like, <laughs> I'm finally made it. Right. Um, erstwhile battling with the I want to disappear forever. Right. So what we're talking about is hashtag van life. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, uh, Sam and I purchased a, a van uh, for the shop. And I think uh, you were probably done at that point. Well, like you even, were like, you I were already thinking about I it. I didn't even want to go in your van. Right. Like you were super excited about it and wanted to show it to <laughs> me. Like, I don't want to see it. And it's like, man, our friendship is so solid that I am happy for you. But if you were like three degrees removed from this level of friendship, I would be so envious and jealous that I would actually harbor a little resentment and anger and then I would stop hanging out with you. Right. So we got through that. We got through that. And then uh <laughs> and then we have so we have this dude, um, one of our coaches, her fiance, and and that's not how I know him because they actually met and before through, through well, you. They a met bit? before E three, but um, they really their their friendship really evolved the more and more they like, were working out together because they were just like buddies, and then it grew. And so anyhow, I've known uh, Andrew for a while, and him and his buddies built out vans. And I think I've even mentioned on on the podcast before, but I never wanted to go see their vans much. Like I didn't really want to step in your van because I would really 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 want a van. Yeah. And so that's what had happened. And uh, I, I checked him out on a Wednesday night. And on Friday morning, I traded my truck in and bought a brand new Dodge Promaster. Was it because the tires on the Colorado were worn out? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, that, and the one listener, I know you're going to send a message about, no, the tires were totally fine. Um, I did, however, go 50 miles over the initial Bumper to bumper warranty. So uh, I had just ticked over thirty six thousand miles. No, uh, no, no warranty. So I did it by the it. extended. So I started like, well, what would it look like? And uh, so I ended up trading in, trading in my truck. And that's what we're really in debating about the, this van life idea. I don't have like I'm not in the tax bracket. That's like this is my truck, and these are my bikes, and these are my motorcycles, and oh yeah, I also have a van. Well, okay, let's not get it twisted. I'm not in that tax bracket either. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, For all the listeners out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm really not. It's right. just I'm in the bike business, and that's a silly thing to be in right now. So mine was, can I have a van as a daily driver? And that really was because my truck was actually worth quite a bit of money. The used car market's insane. Yeah. So my truck was actually worth more than what the van is brand new. Mm-hmm. So... um I had to ask myself if I could have it as a daily driver. And the truth is I do so much bike riding for commuting as well that, yeah, I could. And so got the van, um, but I wanted it as a badass camp van, van life. And I wanted it wrapped and super cool for no ride around and for our presence. And so I drove it for precisely four and a half days and then dropped it off. It's been gone for five and a half weeks. Right. And now, well, you saw it this morning. Saw it this morning. Um, So... The hilarious thing. So you just told the story from your perspective. Yeah. I witnessed a very, like, there was a lot of steps in between there that were all hilarious to me. Okay. Um, first it was, I'm thinking about doing this. Then it was, I'm thinking about seeing what their inventory looks like and getting, cause they, the, the guys who did it like, uh, pro masters and sprinters aren't really their wheelhouse, right? No, no, no. They do like, like old, like right. cargo vans. And you were, so you were. The, the, the first step of the evolution was I'm going to go look at kind of what that looks like and I'm probably going to get one of those. Yeah. And then... Because the price point was right. Like they, yeah. they, you can walk out of there for like 30, 30. Right. Um, and then I don't I didn't hear from you all. I think it was all weekend. I don't I remember the exact day, but then you just like, you're like, yo, come out back of the store and you had the, the ProMaster. Yeah. <laughs> and... Know. and <clears throat> Already had, I think the first day that you had it, you already had new wheels and tires ordered for it. 
But yeah, uh, dude, have you seen original <laughs> wheels and tires on an the, Amazon van? Honestly, it makes all the difference on Pro Masters. Huge. We went to Crested Butte uh, for Labor Day weekend, and there's a bunch of Pro Masters. Like it's a super popular uh, van for people to convert because it's way cheaper than the Sprinter, mm-hmm. um, and every one of them looks like shit without different wheels. Yeah, you need to have the other wheels. Um, but it was just funny. Like it was, and it was. I don't know if I'm going to do it on like a Wednesday to I have it. Wheels are ordered. I'm dropping it off to get it built out tomorrow in it, four days. Yeah, I didn't get to drive it much. <laughs> uh, and then when I picked it up, I just, so I just picked it up last Friday. Yep. And uh, even that was like this awkward. So Abby and I were in Virginia for the Shenandoah 100, which we're going to cover today. And we were flying in and out of DC. And so last Tuesday... My van got done on two Thursdays ago, uh, and, but I was already out of town to Virginia. The build-out did. The build-out did, so I couldn't pick it up. Um, so it sat through the weekend, and I was going to pick it up Wednesday morning, take it to the vinyl wrap guys. They were going to wrap the whole thing, and it was going to be done. Well, our flights got delayed out of D.C. Um, we ended up not getting into Denver till 2 a.m. on Wednesday. So I had the guys who built the van take it to the vinyl wrap dudes for me on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And so I still didn't, I didn't get to see it. Yeah. And then they go, it'll be done by 4 p.m. Friday. Well, I had a coach at 4.30. So I'm tooling around on a bike and trying to kill time. And finally, I'm like, I'm just going to go over there. And it's 3.15. And they're finishing up the wrap. It didn't get done until just about 4 o'clock. So I'm hanging out with the dudes. So now it's 4 p.m. It's all done. And I got to be at work immediately. So I just jumped in the, tr- in the didn't van. Didn't get to enjoy it at no, all. No, I didn't even <laughs> look at it. I pull into the parking lot, and one of our members is there. And he's like, oh, man, your van. Can I check it out? I'm like, No. <laughs> I haven't even checked it out. I literally don't even know what it looks like back here. I just drove here to coach you this bullshit cardio class. I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> so no, Jeremy, you can't fucking look at it. Go inside. And uh, and so I coach him and I get back in the van and realize like it was all of these guys have been working on it. So it was, just, it was dirty. Like it wasn't, they didn't get to deliver it to me really, right? Right. Because you, you're you and I'm didn't want to wait. I'm pushing the envelope yeah. and I want to wait at all. Uh, you can have it now, but it's got sawdust and footprints exactly. and so all that everything. Was in there yeah. and, and so I got done, and, and I wanted to show it to Abby because she I got to see it throughout the process a little bit. She hadn't seen it at all. She like, saw a white Amazon van, and it. that was it. That was it. So I took it home Friday and did a full inside-outside detail and was able to then present it to her on Friday night, and uh, it was cool. So How stoked is she? Dude, she's – it's you know, I think she was a little nervous because I really took the reins on all of it in terms of like – colorways and decor and all that yeah. stuff um but she's really happy with how it yeah I mean, it's beautiful These it guys came out awesome i mean beautiful. i uh i shouldn't have any envy like it, it, it if anything it should just be like net net even right. your van's dope my van's dope but yours has a little homier vibe yeah i mean like <laughs> i was telling you before i i feel more comfortable ripping yours down a dirt road than mine probably right. <laughs> um because i got like you know dishes clanging around a little bit but <laughs> right. it does feel like a little house it's it's yeah. a lodge vibe you yeah know? it's yeah. the cowhide it's road. cozy it's cozy it's, it's a little miniature cowhide it's hilarious y'all but uh, it's wrapped no ride around dude so if you guys see the no ride around van out and about um, that's us yep. you know well that's you uh well <laughs> yeah. hopefully us yeah uh it'll be us when we go out to bentonville like yeah we got that in what that's two months not even a month and a half it's like six weeks <laughs> yeah I live life. I live living life a quarter mile at a time right now. <laughs> if you don't know the reference, immediately unsubscribe from the podcast. Um, so, uh, phones ringing. We're at base camp on yeah, a Monday. We're at, we're at base camp and, on a Monday. People need bike things apparently. Yeah, and bike shops universally are closed on Mondays. Yeah. that's just how this works. None of them are ever open. No. Um, I'm excited for you to take Abby on like y'all's first trip. Because Molly and I had, we, we've had the van since March, something like that, maybe May. And she and I got to go take our first trip on it together uh, t- three weeks ago. And her, we got back to town and, you know, it was, it was a cool trip. It was uneventful. We didn't really do anything particularly spectacular, but it was just cool to like have the van and be just like a contained unit. Yeah. Um. And uh, we're taking another trip this coming weekend, and she's like, is the most excited she's ever been. But we uh, we got back to town from our first little trip, and we're settled back in. It's Tuesday. I'm at work. She's working, 
And uh, she goes, <laughs> she can't get a text. She's like, can we just disappear in the van every weekend? And you're sitting there thinking, I mean, or for like every ever forever, because that's where I'm at. You know, I like this idea of being able to, to disappear for the weekends. But when you start to like dabble in that world a little bit, then you go, man, you start to fantasize a little bit, right? Like, well, what would it be like to just be gone, gone? Yeah. Well, and you know, one of her big life goals is to own remote property in Colorado. That's like one of her like 10 year plan goals. And I said to her, you just get a van. All property. All the property. property is remote and yours. Yeah. You know how much BLM land there is in, right. in the country? So. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's super cool. I, I can't wait for our first I'm, Yeah. I'm excited. I, Less for you almost and more for Abby to like get like the full immersive experience of like driving the van to some little corner of somewhere and having the bikes and the dogs and like she's going to be over the moon. Dude, I was just super jacked uh, yesterday. I drove to downtown Morrison and parked like on the main road and I got like there's curtains in there and shit, you know, and I'm changing standing up in your own vehicle. (laughs) So when I left the house in the morning, I didn't get ready at all. Like I was in my PJs, right? And so I'm in my PJs and I just jumped in the van in my PJs because my, my gear's in oh, the van. Oh, your gear's in there already. And I just roll up and I'm like, I'm bucking naked. Yeah, in my van. And it in, doesn't matter. On the main drag of Morrison yep. and I'm just getting dressed. Yep. And uh, and I pop out ready to roll, you ride. And then when you come back, it's the same thing. And I just peel it down. I actually put my PJs back on yeah. and grabbed a little freaking uh, oat milk latte out of the fridge <laughs> and sat down and drove away. And I'm like, I am the, this is as bougie as mountain bike gets. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, um, well, as fun as all that is, um, you have a pretty big tale to tell from Shenandoah 100. And I don't know if we brought up kind of why, like you would never say this because you have a relationship with those people and they're your friends and, um, you race with them and you've done their events. But like last weekend to me for you was like, like big giant foam middle fingers for some comments that were made. <laughs> yeah. To like, look, man. Um, in actually it was, it was pretty, it was pretty emotional crossing the finish line. Like I almost lost my cookies coming around it. And not right. because, you know, we've covered this in on some of the races I've had in the last month. Um, it wasn't because of family stuff that had happened with, yeah. with, it was straight up like, I'm that I'm fucking the dude. Yeah. I'm the fucking dude. So let's rewind just a little bit because not everybody's listened to every episode. Yeah. I didn't mean to make that sound like super ego yeah. either. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Damn. Um, so 2020, there's no racing, right? Really? Except for a handful of events and the biggest one being the national ultra endurance series NUE. Right. 13 races across the U.S., and they had, like, most of them last year. Yeah, they ended right? up having eight of the races. Okay, so the the total race series is 13 races during a, a normal, non-pandemic, non-shutdown, everything's open year. They managed to pull off eight of them, which kudos to them for just, like, it's outside. Yeah. Let it happen. Yeah. Um, so from a really competitive national-level event, that was kind of all you had. Right. Right? So... You go and the, it's the, you can do as many as you want, Yeah, but your overall ranking in the series is your four best finishes. Yeah. And last year with the truncated schedule, they did the best three. Okay. So you did did four of them last year. You did four and won the overall series. Yep. I got a first, a first, a first and a second. Right. So the second if, if it was your last one, didn't even really count towards anything. Yeah, it was like the second one, but it fell off. Right. So, um, um, but so, so it was, you, you did that and you took the national title for, for that series. For that series. And then the asterisks come in, right? Well, it wasn't. But it was 2020. The fields weren't as big. However, like the dude who was the reigning champion was at every one of those races. Right. And I beat him every single time. Right. So that kind of was like, I was, but I was having to find those straws to feel vindicated. Right. right. Like, did I really, really win or did I kind of win? And I was like, well, he was there and I beat him. So like, yeah. Well, and didn't like a potential sponsor that you approached kind of. Yeah. They said that they go, we don't, uh, well, we're not really that concerned with the 2020 
First right. off, it was for Absolute Black, and I'm just going to go on record right now and say fuck that company, <laughs> beginning, middle, and end. Like right. I don't, I wouldn't Haven't really had a good experience. No, yeah, I wouldn't really shit on anyone, but like I destroyed one of your products, first time use, and you gave me a bullshit reason why. Uh, you offered me a sponsorship and gave me the whole deal, and then never shipped any of it, and then went ghost protocol, non-responsive. Like you guys suck. Sorry. Like yeah, your shit's dope. It's pretty, and it's on my bike right now. Right. But I'd rather pay retail than like have a working relationship with you because I think you guys. Are kind of shitty, right? Well, and, and it apparently it started with a shitty comment yeah, about a you, sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we don't put any weight into 2020 because it was 2020, and I'm like, and it, but it did hurt. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like that hurt me a little yeah. bit. I mean, it's just not like you can have that be the reason, and you could just not say you could you could cite anything else. But by them saying it, honestly, last year I thought, how many other people think this too? Right. They just don't say it to me, right? Right? How many other people are sitting there thinking like, yeah, but dude, I mean, come on. And so I'll be honest, man. I, it was definitely a mark against kind of how good I felt about, I won this title I went for. Yeah. You know? So. So this year kicks off full race. Every, there's all the races. All of them. Right. right. So you have to, you know, as, uh, you know, card carrying pro racer with, you know, goals on the national level, you have to pick and prioritize and you can't do every single thing. So because you won, you get free entry into, because you won in 2020, you get free entry into everything else, right? Correct. The whole season, whole season, 13 races. Um, and that's kind of a big deal. Like if you want to do all of them, that's a lot of money on there. Yeah, You're talking like, you know, cause they, they're typically about 200 bucks a pop. Right. So, so that's a decent chunk of change for them. Cool for you. Um, you also, it also gives you the benefit of kind of, approaching it from the like applying some strategy to it and saying hey out of these 13 races these four courses are good courses for me as a single speed racer because maybe not every course is is an ideal opportunity for a single speed racer to do well or every athlete has strength and weak strengths and weaknesses as in their chosen lane so like maybe you could look at it from that perspective a little bit well and also like the the local ride scene, for instance, right? So Shenandoah, where I raced last weekend, there are tons of really strong racers that live right around that area, that ride in that area all the time. Mm -hmm. So to walk in and race against them on, you know, blind last year or this year with like one experience out there, I mean, that's a huge disadvantage. So, you know, maybe other areas like like Pierre's Hole was in Alta. There's just not a ton of riders out there there's just sure. not a lot of humans out there. And so like <laughs> population density yeah. is a bit low. Right. So if there's not a lot of humans, there's not a lot of racers, if there's not a lot of racers, there's not a lot of single speed racers. So right. everybody's kind of traveling in for it. Right. And so that's a really even race, right? right? But some of these other places, like the one guy I raced against last week and Chris, he rides there every week. Right. It's know? his home trail. Home trail it's advantage. His home trail. So he knows every corner, every route, every rock. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Come come race me at Green Mountain. You're not gonna win. <laughs> not like, that gonna happen. <laughs> um so chip on the shoulder is probably the wrong word, but like but you had, of, you had an agenda going into the race season. And I had, it was, you know, while outside looking in, may, maybe people had that, well, it was 2020, but inside the scene, everyone this year knew who I was going to the races. You're a marked rider. Right. You're not like the people who are dumb enough to race a single gear know who you are. Right. Even the, I mean, not for nothing at this point, Mackie knows who you are, like the guy with the jersey that you want. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Johnson and I last weekend are chatting at the front of the start. Like, oh, no, he's another he's other. another Niner athlete, right? He's another Niner guy. Yeah, um, and and he's a monster, yeah. and he won his the second time. He won it two years in a row now too. And uh, spoiler, but uh, yeah, you're getting to know. Like, so it's it's no secret now, right. you know. Um, and that feels really good, but also that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of weight, you know. And so, uh, I, I'll tell you, even the strongest rider in the world can have a bad day. Sure. Even the strongest rider in the world can blow a wheel up. Like sure. anything can happen. And so, there's a lot of weight. And even within our community, you know, it's like, well, you're gonna win. Well, you're gonna, no, guys, it's still like really fucking hard to win. Right. Like it doesn't. Just, it's not just like, well, yeah, no, I went, so I won. No, just a walk. It's not just it's, like a <laughs> like a walk away knockout, dude. It's, like. it's so hard. So, so going into Shenandoah. I so I've recap done, your season so far, yeah. Yeah, so I've done three NUEs to date, right? right. Um, I did the Lumberjack 100 in Manistee, Michigan, and won that race. 
And that was a big field. There were 27 single speeders. So it was a good quality field. So I took a first. And then the next race was the High Cascades 100 in Bend, Oregon. And another strong single speed field. And took the win there uh, by like a, I had like a 15, 20 minute delta, 15 minute delta on second place. Um, so four and a half minutes above second place at Lumberjack, 15 minutes above second place at High Cascades. I go into Pierce Hole, not a ton of riders. Um, still, the former champ was there as right. well. I got to race him. I won that as well, a third first place finish by 56 minutes or something. So that guy might not. I mean, for, for that kind of gap, it's why did you even come today? I was, yeah, and I was, but to your sixth, point, I was sixth overall. So right. I did a good race, period. Yep, yep. Um, and I was racing with some energy, right? So I have three. So going into Shenandoah, I have three finishes. And they're all ones. You just need one. You just need one more first place. I need one to well, lock it up. Yeah, to to lock like no questions asked. Right. The truth is, I probably go top five, and I still lock it up, right? Because right. second place had like a five and a three and a two. Like odds are, if I finish top five, I'm going to win the series. But put the stamp on it. But a one. Yeah. Like it's unequivocal. Eliminate any discussion. Like nobody's sitting there figuring out like, well, this guy had two firsts, a third, and eighth. Right. Like. That's all gone. So let's add a little bit. So there's that pressure, right? Uh-huh. So I'm going to do it going, and I won last year there. Right. So, and I beat the local dude, right? right? So I'm like, okay, wow, a one would be nice. And so I'm starting to look at the start field though. In the start field, there's 38 single speeders. And, when you uh, told me that, I, so guys, everybody listening, this is the first time I'm hearing this. I, I was in Crested Butte having a fun vacation and Justin was, at this race, turning himself inside out. And Very much. I got, I got a one-paragraph text when I asked him how to go. And so I've got the broad strokes, but a lot of this I'm hearing for the first time. Yeah. 38 single speeders out of a field of 380 total riders yeah. on the 100-miler. I mean, so, 10% of the field being, crazy. being single speeders. Like, when you sent me that, I was like, that's a lot of single speeders. Yeah, I think and for pe- maybe people who don't race all the time, um, and you hear this about, like, fields and all that. So... The, the pro open field was like 30 riders, right? Um, the, uh, the, for the pro riders. And then you go to like age group and then yeah. you do these types of things, right? So every race is broken up, but 38 is, is massive. It's the biggest single speed field I've ever been a part of. And I'm going through the start list on Bike Reg because it's what we do, right? We all hawk who's in there, yeah. right? And it's all the hammers on the East Coast, dude. Like guys that are... Don Powers, dude's a super stud. He's won the NUE uh, many times. He actually won the Mohican 100K overall as a single speeder. So this year, so oh, he got first. He in got the first, race. first period. <laughs> first, first, it happened to be on one gear. He's a monster. <laughs> That's this awesome. guy also on his team. They're what both a beast. Out, of, out of uh Pennsylvania. Uh, Thad, he's a he's the, actually the only guy who's beat me in the NUE. That was my only second place last year. Thad, monster. He's already beaten me. Yeah. Um, Chris Lane, who out of Baltimore rides for Joe's bike shop. Uh, he passed me in Shenandoah last year, buried my soul. And then unfortunately for him, he crashed and then I passed him back and then I never saw him again. Um, monster, right? Like the field was just silly across. I would say there were 10 Anthony Toops from uh, paradise garage and he's out of Ohio. He's won all kinds of shit. I met him at LaRuda and he's a phenomenal writers, had a license, had done all the stuff. I right? stud. I mean, got, any one of 10 riders could have won the race. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, dude, I need a one, but like probably top five, but fuck, I might not get top. Like it was, it was intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a hell of a list. Knowing that I'm on that list also, but I'm looking at it from my perspective, right? <laughs> right. So I'm a little spooked, right? Then I go to pack a pickup. I'm plate number 10. So, you know, these guys, they set your plate off of your, your rank in yeah, the series, it's right? It's off your rank. It's off your what they anticipate from you. Right. Like, so, you know, Dylan Johnson, I think was the one plate. This guy, Ian was a two plate. Um, to put it in perspective, Jeremiah Bishop was 34. That was his plate number. Badass. He's a super And he's been badass. at it for a lot, like a yeah. lot of years. Xterra world champion, yeah. NUE winner on all kinds. Like he's a monster. He's the guy, he does the, all those gravel videos with that vegan cyclist guy, right? Is, yeah. Jeremiah's like, he's like, uh, he's not Michael Jordan by any stretch, but he's definitely like a fucking Carmelone. Right in terms yeah. of like the NBA, for that yeah. fell on deaf ears for you. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, I know who Jordan is. I know who Carl Malone is. I just okay. Right. Yeah. So he's, the he's analogy like, doesn't mean shit. I know. I'm sorry. I, should, I don't even know why I said it. It's 
He's like the Flash. <laughs> like he's not Wolverine. Right. He's not fucking Batman, but he's like the Flash. He's yeah. still super popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm plate 10 and I'm like, okay, there's no. Okay. So they set up the race field in for the start in groups of five. So plate numbers one through five and then six through 10. That's and I'm a like, second row start for you. I'm second row start out of this field of nearly 400 riders. Okay. Like, okay. Like all the signals point to. Justin, you're, you're there, man. And I'm like, yeah, but this fucking bitch email that I got about 2020 not mean anything, it's still a chip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we line up in the morning, race starts, and they do a super slow rollout with uh, pace trucks. Well, it's neutral start. And it's out of a campground, and it's dark still. Like, none of us had lights but because the sun's breaking, but it's dark at 6.30 a.m. And so we roll out of the campground, and we're following the start. Now we're on the road, and, you know, it's a paced start, but we're, all, we're going like 25 miles an hour, right? Um, and... All the top pro, like we're all at the top, you know, and everyone's like, hey, Chris, hey, Dylan, hey, everyone's chatting. And, you know, Dylan was like resetting his power meter. And Chris tries, who is a marathon national champion two years back, he's he's busting Dylan's ball. He's like, yeah, you got to get your power meter set. Otherwise, all your numbers on your YouTube video aren't going to count, dude. It's just <laughs> like there's all this like elite level banter with all these elite riders. I'm like in the thick of it. I'm like, it's pretty cool. So the trucks pull off and now there's pace motorcycles, like dirt bikes that are taking us. And then they pull off, so the race starts. Yeah. Everyone's pedaling. And I just settle in and I'm pedaling. I'm only, I have one gear. But it goes into a road climb. And I'm pedaling and pedaling. And next thing you know, like, the field, like, I'm, I'm passing through the eight or six riders that maybe were ahead of me. Yeah. And the field starts to fall away, and I'm off the front. And I look down, and I'm like, am I going crazy or something? And I look at my heart, it's 160, yeah. which is where I'm at when right, I'm excited like, at the start I, of a race. Am I doing something stupid? Yeah, am, am I, I burying myself, yeah. right? And I'm not. I'm just, I'm not even trying hard. I'm seated. Put it that way. I'm on a single speed and I'm sitting down. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I'm not even, you know, I'm not at my limit. And uh, I look back in the field further back. And I look back in the field further back. And I'm like, what the fuck? The whole field? The whole field. I'm like. So now, so do they know something you don't know? I'm like, I've done this course. (laughs) It's the exact same course as last year. I pre-wrote actually this first 20 miles on on Friday. So I keep looking back, gone further, gone further. Dude, I get to this left-hand turn, and I look back, and I don't see the field, but still on the road. And it turns into like a forest road, like a double-tracked forest road. There's some puddles and ups and downs, and it, and it weaves through the forest, and it does this for about five miles, right? And so I just do my – I'm not even doing an effort, right? right? Like I'm riding hard, but I'm not – this isn't an effort yet. Right. I keep pedaling. Look back, nobody. Pedal further. Now I'm looking back. I'm on like switchback style, like kind of through the forest right. where you can look through the woods and see, see people or nobody. not. I'm like, oh, dude, shit is clicking. That's what I thought. Okay. And I go, oh, shit. It's like clicking, clicking. So I just keep pedaling. Dude, I turn left on a single track. No, I'm so far off the front. I'm talking, dude, hundreds of yards off the front. Right. I turn on the single track, which is cool for me because it's pretty chunky and really steep. And there's a section of super chunk on it that I've ridden in pre-rides both years, but never ridden in the race because it's just stupid to ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't. But I'm alone. Unnecessary risk, right? I'm alone. I get to ride it as I want. I ride through. I get through all that chunk, and I'm coming up. It's like a mile and a half climb that gains like a thousand fourteen hundred. It's like a pretty steep climb, right? Yeah. Dylan finally comes up and passes me. Geared. Geared, and I'm like, and it, we were talking in the morning before the race. He'd use my like uh, tire pressure gauge, and I'm like, hey, dude, just let me hang on to your wheel for a little bit, you know? And he's chuckling, whatever. And so he comes up. I give him the pass, and I'm like, holy shit, dude! Like, it took you this. I look down, and we're like past 10 miles, right? right? To catch me. I'm like, this is unprecedented. Two more gear riders pass me. I give them the pass and then a third. And so I'm sitting like now like fifth wheel right. um, in the race and no one else is going to kind of pass me. It's kind of starting to, to fragment the races. Right. Well, dude in front of me drops chain. Dude in front of him, not super fast. Found out he was nursing a slow leak. Pass him. Dude in front of him, blows a tire. I'm back to second wheel in the race. Come through this ripping descent. You cross through, crash through a riverbed. You make a hard right turn onto Forest Road, and that was like the first real like single track kind of effort, right? And I see Dylan like thirty seconds ahead, and I'm like, oh my god! So gear riders two, three, four, and five bridge up to me because I'm on a fire road, so I'm spun out, right? And I latch onto them like, hey guys, like don't leave me. <laughs> and so I blast off with them, and we're holding like twenty five miles an hour. And when you're, can I just? I just started riding my single speed and we're going to cover that in another episode, but to have your bike geared 
high enough that you could hold 25 miles an hour is it's fairly impressive. <laughs> right. Well, that's, I was doing a lot of tucking behind the drivers. <laughs> and a lot of, when I wasn't tucking, like 140 RPM. Right. And they were super cool and only making me do like 20 second pulls. Right. Um, Just a little break. Yeah. So I'm settling in and I'm actually, so Dylan rides, he's got a bunch of sponsors, one of them being Flow Formulas, um, which is a nutrition, kind of oh, like okay. our carb oh, rocket. Okay. okay. And the next two guys that I was riding with were both flow guys on his team. Um, Logan Casper, who we talked about on this podcast from last year a lot. He's on flow. So I'm riding with these dudes. And they take me, basically, we ride all together all the way to the next big single track climb. And that one has mandatory hiking bikes for me. It's called Lynn. And uh, there's actually a half-mile section that climbs a stupid amount of elevation, like 950 feet and a half mile. And so it's a mandatory hiking bike for most riders, period. Definitely for me on a single speed. So I get to there and I'm hiking and I'm thinking, dude, I came off the front. I rode with the top geared riders. Mm-hmm. I'm at the, I'm in the top 20, 15, 20 racers right now. There's no way a single speed dude's even close to me, right? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I got this. So I'm, I'm hiking up and, uh, you know, a geared rider comes by me um, and I go, hey, man, did you see a single speed dude? And he's like, I mean, way back there. And I was like, yeah, sweet. And so I'm like kind of excited and I get to the top of Lynn and I jump back on the bike and it's a super like chunky, rocky. Like they, Shenandoah Valley's got some forest, dude. And I, I, I'm, I'm crushing through it, but you can only go so fast. And I hear a, a bike come up behind me and now I'm about mile 20, right? I hear a bike come up behind me. There's a me. lot to happen just in the first. Oh, dude. So. <laughs> First, what, 20% of the race? Who are you telling? And a lot of emotion with that, you know? Right. Rider comes behind me, and I go, I look back, and I see the drop bars. And I go, don't tell me that's Lance. And he goes, yep, Lance Bird. He races for uh, this team out on the East Coast, and they have like about 10 racers at this specific event. And he had hit me up about five weeks ago asking me what gearing I ran for Shenandoah. He also hit up Chris Lane, seeing what gearing he ran at Shenandoah. So he was trying to figure out what to run. He's on a... I assume neither of you told him? Chris told him. I didn't fucking respond. No. I didn't tell you <laughs> shit. So... <laughs> Don't worry about it. So he comes up behind me, and he caught me on a descent. Now, I'm not being a dick, but... So he... <clears throat> sorry. Uh, drop bar, single speed, mountain bike? Drop bar, single speed, mountain bike. Caught me on a descent. I'm the Colorado dude. You're not supposed to catch me on a descent. No. Like, we we eat descents for breakfast out here. Like yeah. we are the descenders. Yeah. He catches me and I'm like, oh shit. And so we ride out the rest of the descent. We get to the road. Uh, and there's an aid station. We in just a little bit we get to the first aid station. We swap bottles and we go. And so now Lance and I are together. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a, a race, right? So it's the two of us together. We get into uh, the next big long climb. He, you know, he's behind me. I drop him on a climb. He catches back up to me. I drop him a little bit. He catches back. To me. He passes me. We leapfrog. We do this type of stuff. He leapfrogs me before the next big descent, and dude drops me on the descent. This kid can smash the trail, dude. Like, I'm not t- saying he dropped me. Like, I can. St- I mean, he dropped me. Like, he shot out of a cannon, and I was like, well, I'm by myself now. And then uh, I'm thinking too much about that because I end up twisting my front tire and go OTB and face smash into the ground. Ugh. Eat shit hard. So you're not focused. Not fo- I get back up. I'm rattled. Anytime you crash, you're rattled. Yep. And so I get back up. I'm, I do the rest of the descent. Like I'm not from Colorado. And I come out to the next aid station and I'm like, damn it. Like I'm in second place, right? I don't stop at aid three. It was a strategy I employed, so I didn't put anything there. You're already planning on that. Yeah, this wasn't I, I like wasn't, a reaction no, to a crash. No, no, no. Or I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to stop there. It's already part of the race plan. Yep. I uh, I get on the road and sure as shit, I see up ahead. Now, fortunately, he has a black and red polka dotted kit, so I can see him. Yeah. And he's got drop bars. I'm freaking weirdo. So I catch <laughs> and I go, oh shit, and I start catching him, and I. So you just got to start reeling him in. I can catch and I reel him in and I reel it and I get up to him I'm like, what's up, man? And so I start chatting with him. And uh, I get in front of him because he's riding a little slower on the road and find out he's 32.18. I'm 34.19. My gear is 6% harder. Now, that's not a big difference. 6% is a small amount, right? But 6% on flats and on roads really is the benefit. Yeah. So riding his pace, like riding his wheel just isn't comfortable. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. I just go in front and let him ride my wheel. I know I'm wasting energy and he's got it easier than me. 
But I can't like you ever try walking at somebody else's pace. Yeah, it's hard. But also, <clears throat> if there's, I think there's a, a a mental edge to be gained by just being like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna pull you. Totally. Yeah. And he's gonna be like, wait, what? is it easy enough that for him that I he can just pull me? Well, I'll tell you what he was thinking about. You ready for it? Sure. Because he tells me, he goes, "Hey, isn't this about the spot last year that you met up with Chris Lane?" It was exactly the spot on the road where Chris and I, I met Chris, the dude with the ponytail from Baltimore, who's a machine on the single speed. That was where Chris caught me the previous year. So this dude had done enough recon to know not just that we rode and that he knew when we leaned. I don't even know how you figure that out on Strava. How do you figure that out? Dude, I don't know, (laughs) but it freaked me out. I'm like, oh, this guy's done his research. So we ride into the next segment, and I, I'm pulling on the road, and you end up turning right, you cross a river, and then you're on single track, and that was in 2020 where Chris passed in front of me and dropped me. Uh-huh. Um, and so I knew I, I had like a little bit of a grudge, a bone to pick with that climb, right? Mm-hmm. So I crossed the river, and I'm getting back on my bike, and Lance was faster across the river. He did a little different route, and he gets on in front of me, and he fucking drops me. So I'm reliving 2020. Well, and also, he obviously did enough research to know that that was a spot where he was going to try to make his move. Dude, he made a move. Like, he had been thinking, as long as he had been signed up for that race and been analyzing who did what, he knew at that spot was where that was his chance to win. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is a battle for one and two. Yeah. And he drops me. and I get to How far in are you? What mile 40 now. So we're 40 miles in. It's a 100-mile race, right? It's a 100-mile race. And this is the hard battle for one and two, right? He drops me. I'm pedaling. Oh, this part's kind of hard. I pop off. I hike through this rock. I get back on. Uh, this part's kind of hard. I pop off. Now, once – and you'll get to know this more the more you single speed. Once you start getting off the bike, it's way easier to keep getting off the bike, right? It's almost yeah. like a binary thing. Like, stay on the bike, but once you pop, you can keep popping off. And you so, can convince yourself, like – Totally. It's smarter that, to walk. Yeah. yeah. So I start doing this, right? Yeah. I'm doing this. A gear rider passes me. No big deal. A gear rider is going to pass me. They can pedal. It's because I can I can hike it like 2.8 miles an hour. Maybe you could ride that at 3.4 miles an hour. And so Geared. Geared. So they're going to catch you. And so right. one guy hatched me. No big deal. I'm still hiking. I look back. Lance's teammate, another single speeder, this guy Pat, comes up behind me riding. Now I've just got caught by third place single speed. And I'm like, mm. what am I doing here? I'm falling. like. I'm losing it, man. And so I start to get kind of down. And I'm like, not down, but just kind of like, oh, like what's happening, right? And a lot of pressure, right? So, yeah. so this happens. And I'm like, oh, man, he caught up to me. He's like, ah, oh, I thought that was a single speed up there. And he goes, is Lance up ahead of you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's up there. He's like, dude, Lance is so strong. And I'm like, ah, I'm trying to be cool, but I'm not cool. And he goes, yeah, man, Toops is right behind me. Fourth place single speed. The fu- I look back, there's Toops. And so I jump back on my bike and I... Pat has passed me. I jump back on my bike and I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm not walking. Like, obviously I was walking. I shouldn't have been walking. And so I get on and Pat and I ride the rest of the climb together and I stay on his wheel. It's so funny, right? Like I'm by myself. I'm walking. This is what I need to do. One dude passes me and I'm like, no, I'm going to ride this whole thing. And you can like, this game is all about motivation, right? And I thought that wasn't, that I was unmotivated, but I was extra motivated when these guys are catching me. We get to the top of this climb and I know I descend better than Pat. And so we start descending. I ask for the pass. I take it. And then I just go. So I go so far. I even go on off trail at one point. Um, I just hammer the descent. I'm like, I got to get away from these guys. Come out of the descent. There's another aid station. Do a bottle swap. As I'm doing my bottle swap, Toops comes up right behind me. So you previously fourth position. He moved to third. Moved to third. You're I was second. in second. Lance I get my bottles. Wherever Lance, Lance is. is like off the front again. I jump out of the aid station ahead of Anthony. Pedaling up and thinking like, you know, he's still at the aid station. Like, this is tight, right? Uh, it's so crazy that, like, the top three spots are this hotly contested, oh, not even halfway into the race. And it's crazy that this many people on single speed are in the top 15 riders overall. Yeah. Like, it's it's wild, man. Like, I've never had a race like this. So, I leave the aid station. I get onto the road. And sure enough, there's Lance. I can see him up the way. And I reel him back in. I was drinking a spark, actually, energy booter out of one of my bottles, and I wanted to throw the bottle but not litter. 
So I, I peeled off to the side. There was a pickup truck parked, and I just threw it in the bed of the pickup. <laughs> like, you got a bottle. It was an E3 bottle. Um, <laughs> Souvenir. Yeah, so I throw it in this truck, and I, you know, I catch up to Lance on the road. And I go, why are you trying to get away from me, man? So we're mile 50 right now, right? Catch up to him on the road. Uh, again, my pace is a little bit more, so I'm in front of him, and he sits my wheel. And I go, actually, dude, Pat and uh, Anthony caught me on that last climb. And he goes, oh, shit. He goes, dude, if Pat catches us, that dude's a climber. And uh, he'll drop, because the next effort's called the death climb. And it's an eight-mile climb. So he's like, oh, if he catches us, dude, we're toast. So we're pedaling, pedaling. Here comes Toops, links in. Now it's the three of us, right? Toops is pedaling with us. And Are we at least past halfway at this point? We're at mile 50. Okay. We're at 50 miles and 6,000 feet of gain. We are like literally at the exact halfway mark of the whole event, right? So it's myself, Lance, Anthony, Toops. We're all together. Here comes two more geared riders. You think they're going to come in front of us and give us a nice pull, right? Nope, they sit on Anthony's rear wheel. So there's the five of us. And then here comes Pat. Boom, now six of us. First through four single speed, we're all clustered with two geared riders hanging our rear wheels. Pat and I riding side by side. And then those two guys picking one of the two lines and then two gear guys. So we have like two lines of three. So now that everybody came together, are you guys pushing, making moves? Is everybody feeling everybody out? Are you settling in? So the death climb, like it says, eight mile climb. Right. And really it's the last like four miles that really punch you. But think about it. It's like a Columbine. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, it's and, crazy to me that that part of the country has enough single elevation for there to be an eight mile climb. Yeah, dude, the Blue Ridge Mountains are freaking. No, it's not the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's in the it's but in the it's, neighborhood. It, yeah, it's the Appalachians. Appalachians. So yeah. it's all there. Um, yeah, I mean the the band is only like maybe a thousand to forty six hundred feet mm-hmm. above sea level, mm-hmm. but that's thirty six hundred feet. Yeah, right? you still got to go up four thousand feet. So. So there's no real conversation about what's happening. Right. It's just nobody's talking. It's building. Is it body? There's like body language or people twitchy. They're not twitch. There's a little of like the ooh, I'm in front. No, I'm in front. Oop, I'm in front. No, and it's really Pat and I off right. the front doing that. Right. Kind of just doing this, not posturing as much, but doing. That. And then there's this one weirdo geared guy, who every says time, the single speeder, dude. Every time we get to it, no. Here's why. Every time we get to a descent. He's in the very, very back. Uh-huh. We get to a descent, and he like, punches a hard gear and takes off in front of us and flies down the descent like faster than we can get up to, right? Right. And then it goes immediately into a climb, and then he uh-huh. falls to the very back again. I'm like, what are you doing? Dude, like, your strategy, that's called Tourette's. That's not a strategy. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. We get to the heart of the climb, and it's it's out of saddle effort, right? right. It's out of saddle effort. And you, and you said about halfway up? Yeah. And it's Pat and I and Anthony and Lance and – not for nothing, dude. Lance doesn't come off a rear wheel. Like he just he's glued, dude. So we're climbing and climbing and 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 here's where here's where the, the train starts to get a little twitchy for me. I'm rolling up and both my hamstrings start to go, hey buddy, we're starting to reach a first limit. And I'm feeling them start to twinge enough that I'm like, son of a bitch, I have to back off. So I Back off just a tiny bit. I grab um, a hot shot out of my jersey and I drink a hot shot. Were you in? Were you in first wheel? Like what? Uh, I'm side by side with Pat. Okay. With the next two guys right behind us, okay. so we're real, we're truly a cluster of four, like right. like as close as you and I are sitting yeah. right now, right? Yeah. So I've let it fade a little bit, and dude, the fade became a little bit, became fifty yards, a hundred yards, three hundred yards, five hundred yards. I can't see him. So they didn't. And uh, then the. the I'm always curious, like, off. like how do they respond? Like, do they go, oh, well, he's not going as hard, so we can back off a little bit. But they no, don't. They, they, just they all, don't. And they, they just all go. stay together. Right. The three of them are clustered. And I just watch them fade. Now, at this point, we're getting pretty high elevation for there. And so there's a little fog up there. There's a little mist, and it's starting to sprinkle a little bit. And literally, these guys disappear into the mist. Right? I'm thinking of, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean reference here, right? <laughs> nice. They just go away. Yeah. And I'm back here, and I'm like, well, top five. Points-wise, I'm still going to win the series, Fuck, right? Start doing race math. Yeah, start doing race math, right? So I take in the hot shot. I'm, I'm taking down Carbo Rocket. I know I need to get uh, a good solid bottle and a half down because at the top or almost top of this climb is Aid 5. I have two more bottles there and uh, uh, Rocket Red, some beet juice. And uh, so I take another I'm just do. I'm like, listen, man, you got to do what you can do. So I'm riding as hard as I can without cramping, but just on the verge of twinging. And I make it to Aid 5. And as I pull into 8.5, I'm feeling actually pretty good now. 
I'm pulling into aid five and I see Pat has just exited aid five. So I swap my bottles immediately, toss my empties. So you made some ground. Made a little bit of ground up. How are uh, just the, are the aides drop bags or is somebody there? They or? were drop bags, but they're manned. And so okay. they have spotters and they call your they number. They call the number. Yeah. And so kind of like Breck out. Epic. Kind of like Breck Epic. And so, yeah, I rip out. I just rip out my empties, leave them on the ground. They deal with rebagging them. Uh-huh. And, I, and I put my bottles back in. Uh, brief foreshadow. My total time was uh, what 8.07.45 or something like that. My total, total time, like on my bike computer, was only 34 seconds longer. So in three aid stations. So you're, eight, you're 10 seconds in aid. 34 seconds of total downtime in, in an eight-hour and seven-minute race. That's some uh, some Efficient. F1, F1 pit crew <laughs> shit. Dude, it was – I looked back at that and I was like, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I needed. So yeah. um, I come out at 8.5. Pat is just up the road. I know I'm going to catch him. I end up doing that. I end up catching him. I take down my my bottle and uh, so single speed. You're now third. Wheel. Third. Okay. Yeah. I take down that booter bottle of Rocket Red and there's a parked car. I toss that bottle at the wheel of the parked car. I'm like, you got a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like Oprah. You get a bottle. You get a bottle. <laughs> uh, I see tubes up ahead, so I'm bridging up to Anthony. Uh, I actually bridge up to him after eight five are nine rollers. Now last year I didn't know there were nine rollers. And uh, it really mentally like, wrecked me because I thought we were at the climb at, the, at 8.5. I thought it was over. So I knew what I had ahead of me. And so I'm doing these rollers. And, you know, my hamstrings are still, like, close to that verge, but strong enough that I, that I can pedal. And so – A couple hundred feet per up? Yeah, about that. Okay. Yeah. And so I end up catching pretty close to Anthony. We come into a descent, and now it's started – it's raining, and it's gotten slimy and muddy. And he slides out on some mud. He keeps it upright. But he flips the bike like totally sideways, like it was badass, like rad racing shit. <laughs> nice. And I pass right by him. Um, he comes right back in and holds my wheel. And so now I'm in second with Anthony, like literally on my wheel. And we can see Lance. And he goes, Man, you better catch Lance before that descent. Otherwise, he's gone. And I'm like, Dude, I know. Right. So I'm going and I realize I'm not going to catch him. Like there's just, it would be too much of a match burn to catch him. Uh, and, and I'm already like, I already kind of came out of my, like first, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So we get to the top top. We start the descent. Lance is already gone. We're at mile 85. Anthony is on my wheel, dude. And we're both ripping this descent. And last year, this descent was so sketchy that this year I thought of like getting like a second layer of grips on my grips because okay. last yeah. year I wanted to tear my arms. It's that sketchy. Yeah. Well, this year it's raining and, and we're on that. Right. So it's pretty terrifying, dude. And uh, So Lance is one. You and Anthony? Yeah, two, two, three. Two, three. Clustered. Where Pat's off. Are you guys still top 10 overall? We're probably in the top 15. No geared guys passed us. So we're, okay. we've, we've held our same position as we started the death climb. So we're probably top 15 okay. somewhere in there. So we started the descent. And this is a six and a half mile descent. It's a ripper, dude. And Anthony and I are both, we're crushing the descent, but we're both just like, oh my God, I can't feel my hands. On the limit. Yeah. And uh, he ends up, he goes, that's it. I can't hold on anymore. And he falls off. Not crashes, but he falls off the he, he backs off. He backs off, and I'm like, I ain't stopping, dude. Um, and so oh, I, I check, let it out. Checkers are records. Checkers are records, dude. <laughs> and I double down in that philosophy because I come out of the descent, and now I realize I don't see Anthony. And I come out of the descent. It's a little bit of forest road with two river crossings, and you come into aid six, and that's at about mile 91, and then you're seven miles home, right? I'm rolling into aid six. Now, on that chunky descent, one of my fully loaded bottles I got at aid five ejects. So I've got a 75% full bottle of Carborocket on the bike. Nothing else. And nothing else. Okay? So I'm coming up, and I know aid six is next. And I got one bottle there. I wasn't even putting anything in there, but I put a single bottle of Carborocket as a just-in-case. And the right. cold brew flavor with 50 milligrams <laughs> caffeine. I'm like, okay. But I know that Lance is off the front, and like I'm starting to feel pretty good again. Yeah. I'm going to roll the dice. Seven miles, three-quarters of a one bottle. One good climb, seven miles, one good climb in there. And three quarters of a bottle of Carver Rocket. How much ride time? Because you're doing race math. How much ride time are you thinking? Probably you, thinking like about close to an hour, just under an hour. Right. You know. And so if you've been on your nu- if, if you've been on your nutrition, and you're you're never topped up in a race, but if you're if you've been on if you've been keeping up to your nutrition plan, three quarters of a bottle and less than an hour, the math works. It works. But boy, you got no wiggle room. <laughs> right. It's the margin for errors. And, there is none. Right. And so the one thing I had as my as my like parachute, so to speak, 
I have one goo packet. So now that I've switched to full carbon rocket, that's my only nutrition. We never use them. But I always put one in the jersey. <laughs> Just in case. And the reason I put it in there is, yeah, like if you take it, you can jack up your stomach because the hydration's all messed up. We talked about this yeah. like a few episodes ago, yeah. right? But I had it there just in case, and I thought to myself, well, I don't care if my stomach locks up. If I need that energy, I can take that goo packet down. So right. I pass the raid six. I don't touch it. Skip your bottle. Skip it. Screw it. I go through it. I make a hard turn right. I pedal up, and I'm pedaling on the road. It's pavement now. I'm locked out, and I'm pedaling for maybe two minutes, two and a half minutes, and I look up, and I see Lance's polka dots. And then I see the only thing that my heart needed as I'm riding up there, look, I just got emotional thinking about that because it's yeah. what I needed, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up the road and Lance looks back at me and I'm like, oh, you silly motherfucker. Should have just kept looking forward. You race race in front of you, not you behind you. You should not have looked back. He yeah. looked back and I'm like, that's fucking it. Yeah. So I bridge. It takes me about another two minutes on the road, but I bridge. Uh-huh. We're on pavement. We climb up pavement. We descend pavement. We're ripping fast. We duck back onto Forest Road. And as we get onto Forest Road, there's another one of his teammates, geared rider, waiting for him on the forest road. Oh, you motherfucker. I'm like, that's interesting. So I rip through. Lance is on my wheel. And this guy jumps on Lance's wheel. And Lance, and Lance immediately says, hey, this is number one and two single speed for the race. He tells him it right away. Yeah. And I'm wondering like, so I find out this guy was a 100 miler, but the race gave you an option if you just weren't feeling it. There was a turn you could cut that made it the 100K course from the day's the previous day's race. There was okay. 100K the yeah. previous day. Mm-hmm. And they said they would give you an official 100K finish time, even though you wouldn't be eligible for awards and whatnot, if right. you decide like, hey, today's not my day and I'm going to cut. Right. Well, that's what this dude did, but he was waiting there at the car. And I'm wondering if he was waiting to like, was, was he going to pull like, Lance? Tow Lance? Right. But if he tows Lance, he's towing you. And you got a bigger gear. And it ain't right. Well. Either way. I mean, you know that. I know that. Lance knows that. Right. So we're right. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And now I'm putting in an effort right. on the flat. And Lance is holding my wheel. This guy, I'm telling you, he's sticky. He's sticky. Yeah. Hold my wheel. We have one more climb left. We're going to turn left at this climb. There's going to be three rollers. And then it's a ripping descent, one tiny roller. And then you're in the campground, purpose-built downhill trail to the finish line. Like berm turns and stuff, right? right? right. We're at the finish. So we have this climb left though. And we've done the climb once before and Lance stuck my wheel for most of the climb the first time through. And then I dropped him, but then he bridged. So we get into the climb and I start putting in an effort. And I look back two or three times. Remember, I'm not supposed to do that. But yeah. I mean, he's stuck to me, right? Yeah. I look back two times and he goes, oh, don't worry, dude. I'm trying to pass you. He's like, I just can't quite pass you yet. And I go, okay. And so in my head, I start thinking like, I've never had to do a strategy race. Right. Right. I just jump out of the front and I go, right. I'm bigger, faster, stronger. Fuck you, catch up. <laughs> and they haven't caught up. It's been right. cool. Right. This is so unprecedented. I don't know. I'm like, dude, this. I'm so I'm trying to think back to like, like, do you do the cat and mouse thing? Right, like, right, what right. do you do? I don't know. I've only watched, like, I'm trying to like, remember, remember, I'm like, like what, watch what, the finishing of yeah, the, like, like Tour de France the, stage. Or like UCI or, races. Like, yeah. I don't, like, what, what would Scherter do? I don't know what to do. And so, I mean, Scherter would sit second wheel and out sprint him at the very end. If it was a flat finish. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Right. Like, or am I, am I or like, what? Hidcock, what do yeah. I do? I got yeah. I'm trying to, I don't have any experience with this. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Like this is super, this is the coolest race I've ever been a part of. Right. Right. So all I know is I don't want, Ant, I don't want tubes to catch us. Right. So I'm putting in the effort and he stays on my wheel. And so he says, Hey, you know, uh, I'm trying to pass you. And I go, well, don't worry, dude, we're going to make this left-hand turn up here. And that's when you're, I know you're going to attack and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so I just forecast it. Yeah. I almost did it because I was like, don't attack now. Cause I don't, I don't know if I can counter, you right. know what I'm saying? But at this corner, I definitely can. At the, well, or at least at the corner, I, exi- I, I know when it's going to happen. Right. So I'm kind of trying to control that a little bit. Yeah. So we're up here and he just sticks my wheel and we get to, and we get to the left-hand turn and sure enough, he goes, all right, here's my go. And he passes me and he attacks and I stick his wheel and I fucking hold him. Yeah. And I just stick to him to short punch up. Super quick down, dude. I'm descending blind. I'm just on uh, his tire. Under five miles at this point. Uh, under five miles. Yeah, to the finish. To the finish. Yeah. Short punch up again. I stick his wheel. Sh- descent. I stick his wheel. Short punch up again, and this one's super steep. And I call out at, from behind him. I go, dude, this looks like a walker, man. Because two other times in the race, we camp on steep ones, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna probably walk this one. He's like, oh, I'm cool with that. He would say that, and we'd walk it together. He right? goes, no. He didn't say anything. He hits the short punch. I go, hey, man, I think this is a walker. Crickets. I don't hear anything. He goes for it. 
He goes for it. He slips a rear tire because it's super steep. Right. He slips a rear tire, unclips. I punch pedal strike past him. I clear his front wheel. I jump off the bike. I run to the top of the hill. I cycle across, rebound my bike, and I just fucking go boom and drop the hammer. Yeah. That was my move. I never looked back again. Yeah. And I just attack. Dude, my quads are screaming. My hamstrings are screaming. My calves are cramping. Everything is on the verge of imploding. And I literally am <laughs> screaming out loud, go, 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 to myself. Yeah. Screaming. These two people must have thought I was crazy. They're on the course. They go, three miles left. I'm screaming at my legs, coming to a steep, super rocky, chunky descent. I know Lance can descend faster than me. So I take my fingers and I fully close on my grips and I do not allow myself to touch the brakes. And it was fucking terrifying. (laughs) Dude, full on, full gas, terrifying descent. I mean, my bike is crazy out of control, just loose and so fast, but I'm firmly gripped death knuckles around the handlebar. That's not how you're supposed to descend, by the way. And no (laughs) brakes. Come out of it, one steep punch. I pile drive into my pedals get to the campground, purpose-built downhill. It's going to be really hard to bridge at this point. Go flying through that, throwing the rear tire on the berms, come crashing out of there, power pedal through, come into the chicane, make the hard right-hand turn, and I literally almost start crying, and I cross the finish line, and I'm like, fuck, and I scream, ah! as I come through the finish line, the announcer's like, that's an excited racer. And I was like, dude, because you don't realize. You don't know. You don't know what just happened for the last eight hours. I have never competed, ever, in anything ever in my life that ever meant anything to me, like the vindication of winning not just this race, but this series in 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 the fashion that I won it. Some I've never experienced. Yeah, I mean that's ever before. Well, yeah, because I mean everything like to your point, you've always just broke off the front, figure it out. One hundred seconds later, Lance came through. Holy shit. A hundred seconds. That's tight. That's too tight. Two more minutes later, Toops comes through. Right. Three more minutes later, Pat comes through. All inside of like eight minutes, the top four, a hundred seconds. Ugh. Eight hours and seven minutes. I it came down to a hundred seconds. seconds. Jesus. In one move, one slipped tire, in one counterattack. I'll be honest. You use you've used that word counterattack before, like talking about like different races and yeah. road. Ra- I've never experienced any. I never knew what strategy. I've never like had a tactic, a or like a race tactic. Never or, had it. Yeah. Be stronger in the gym, faster on the bike, and have more grit. Right. But there's actually real racing to be done, and that was, it was that's the, the fucking coolest bike thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. Yeah. So fucking cool. Unbelievable. Yeah. One 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 one. Done. Finished. You, I got it. Yep. And in the fashion that, like, there is no doubt about where I belong right. and about the the credibility and all the shit. I'm not saying that there's haters, right? There's just, I, I, I don't need any, maybe not haters. Cool. There, there were some detractors maybe yeah, or, and, or and whatever. You know, the way I feel in, in the way that that race made me feel, um, I don't need anyone else to feel like proud of me. Yeah. I couldn't be more proud. And, and do I tell you what, Lance, you're an animal. Yeah. And I loved racing you. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah, certainly not to take anything away from uh, those guys. Dude, right? Like, yeah. Anthony, uh, I'm racing against him and Margie Gessick this weekend. Uh-huh. Um he's he's a phenomenal competitor and and our friendship is growing. And he's someone I'd like to know for like a really, really long time. Pat, Pat is on I told you I went over the bars. Mm-hmm. Pat went over the bars also in the first, like on the very first descent, there was like a pile up. This dude went over the bars and chipped his front tooth. Fuck. He stayed in the race and finished fourth place, or he ended up fifth place, I think. Um, no, he was. He was fourth place. He finished fourth place with a chipped tooth that happened in the race. I'm telling you, I'm a bad motherfucker. I think if I face plant and chip think a about, tooth, I think if I bust a grill, I'm just I'm ta- pretty much it's out. a mulligan. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> DNF will probably be yeah. next to my name. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty like, sure. What a bad motherfucker, yeah. dude! Chipped yeah. tooth, like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, you had a broken spoke. He broke his tooth. Yeah, it was. It was uh, it was yeah. it was an unreal experience. We sat at the finish line, dude. I hugged every single speeder that came across. Yeah. We all hung out. Yeah. Um, actually, in very unsingle speed like fashion, on the podium they hand me a bottle of champagne and I'm shaking, I'm spraying it all over, and then I hand it to like someone else to drink it because I don't drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Lance's like, well, I don't drink, and I hand it to Anthony. Anthony's like, no, I don't drink. And fourth, Pat doesn't drink. Fifth. 
the top five single speeders who are supposed to be like the lunatics, none of us drink alcohol. Right. <laughs> so like, like, well, I'm just going to set this down on the ground. Then. Yeah. And, uh, single speeders are supposed to be racing and cut off jorts and drinking PBR. Yeah. These and, are like all sponsored riders and full yeah, kits yeah. hammering each other's face in. Yeah. Top 10 were all cut. Like it was, dude, it was, there it is. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's the best race recap I've ever had in my life. It's a, I mean, and, and exciting. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of, it seemed like there was a lot of drama from kind of the beginning. I mean, not drama, you know. Yeah, no, like off excitement, the jump. It story. Was, yeah, um, yeah. So, two year, like overall winner. Like, do you fuck with it next year? No, no, no. I, I get it. Yeah, and I was just, I just curious. Like, no. like you, you did it twice. And if anybody had any problem with the first one, well, here's the second one. Yeah. And I did it in, a, in, a, in the way I've done it. It's just been all goals like, all year. Yeah. Like the size, pretty decisive fashion. Are you doing any, are there any more NUE races there's, this year? There's two more. So there's a uh, Margie Gessick, mm-hmm. which is just a storied race. So I do remember a couple of weeks ago, you're like, I really hope that I, I really need to win Shenandoah 100. Cause I don't want to race the, the carbon bike. I want to race the tie bike. Cause it's got more travel. Totally. <laughs> Guess what bike I'm taking? You're taking the carbon bike. Taking the carbon bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Uh, again, there's still pressure, right? Like, yeah. uh, you, you know, still want to do well. I don't want to get fifth place right. on Saturday. You know, I want to win, yeah. right? I, I can yeah. definitely want to win. Yep. Um, I got a guy that I beat at Lumberjack who he actually lives right up in the UP where Margie's at. And he mm-hmm. really wants to beat me. That's Mar- a weird group of people, by the way. Oh, yeah. he's it, And he really wants to beat me. He's been out riding the course for the last like three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, you know, it's, it's going to be super foreign to me. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yes, I want to win. Um, but I'm going to race free. Right. I'm going to race light. And like I've done the work. Right. Um, and I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Um, Victor, you know, it's going to be your victory lap. So like, and then I got, that's this weekend. And then the next weekend is Grizzly 100 uh-huh. out of Big Bear. And that's the uh, series finale where they do the series awards. Yeah. So I'll race that. So you got to go to that to. And I won that last year. That's I'm the really high fives. That yeah. That course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, yeah, I want to do well in the next two, but like, I got it. Got yeah. the title. Next year, no, I'm going to move on, do some different stuff. Good. Um, I think you should. I'm going to take all the race free race entries and then just <laughs> just dole them out <laughs> to whoever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll just do a race registration transfer. So Margie's a oh, fucking hard race. 105 mile, one way, uphill. Right. In rock. Elinger's telling me like not there's not a lot of buckles given out at that race. 60% DNF rate. Yeah. And you get a buckle sub 12 hours. And they haven't done a lot Three of Three buckles last year. Right. Fuck. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Elander's going, Derek's going, I'm going. I'll be racing Toops out there again. This guy, Mark. There's a The single speed field's like another like 30-something. Uh, it, and it's going to be it's gonna be nasty. But, you know, it's one of those races that like – and as you're learning with single speed too, it's only so nasty because it's like – I don't have a lot of options. At a certain point, you're you're either pedaling like there's it's yeah. very binary. Totally. It's I can either pedal this or I can't. Yeah, that's it. So and, I'm just gonna go out and work hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, the hard part with this race again, no no aids and no drops, yeah. no support. So I'm gonna wear a pack. That's uh, <gasps> why so I was practicing with a pack. I know, I know, I know. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Jeez, leave me alone. I'm gonna I, wear a pack. I, so while you were out doing the most exciting race of your life, I went to Crested Butte and just rode fun trails but i rode with a pack every day because you're out for five hours yeah you i saw your eyes were a long distance i mean long duration long duration i mean so uh, not all miles are created equal and crested butte will teach you that well there so i think colin named one of his rides nothing is easy here yeah i did see that (laughs) it's dude it's the truth it is straight up or straight down and it's not easy right well so we did we did four rides total Two of them were just the lower trails, um, that little ridge kind of on the north end of town. Um, and those were just super fun, fast, flowy, nothing. That was like the night we got there in the morning before we left. The two days we were in town, we did big rides. Like the first day we rode basically every hill around like the, the downtown area. You know, like 22 miles and like 3,000 feet of vert. Yeah. And then the next day, 
We did almost five k vert. It looked like no, it was still three thousand, but it was in five fucking miles. Oh yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> like you, and it, we didn't even make it above fucking tree line. Like there's nothing easy there. No, that's but it was amazing. It's, it's, it was so good. Um, it's uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's 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 some exciting shit. And I think. I know you said there were no haters, but I think my text message to you when you told me that you won, I was like, hell yeah, fuck the haters. I think that was that like exactly, exactly what, what I said. That is exactly what you wrote back. And uh, I was like, felt, you know, more kindred spirits. But to know like, you know, you're my partner on this. You're my partner in writing. You're my uh, partner. Like, we, we do this life thing side yeah, by side. And it's yeah. pretty fucking cool. And, yeah. um, you know, I ride for myself as much as I ride for us, as much yeah. as I ride for, you know, no ride around. And yeah. Felt well, good to do the thing I needed to do. Yeah. Well, you know, I know I said it before, but congratulations, because that, that was a big deal. And I know it was a big deal. Um, so I think we probably about time to wrap this particular one up. That was an exciting tale. Yeah. If you don't like, if you're like, I like riding bikes, but I don't like to race bikes, try to listen to that episode and not get jacked yeah, up. Yeah, not get excited. Race, it, I'm excited right now to race again, and I just, I'm right. still sore. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, right on, man. Again, congratulations, and uh, on to the, the next big thing, right? On to the next thing. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't weep. You're not done. So get the fuck out. Don't weep. You're not done. So get the fuck out. Don't weep. You're not done.